Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Tacos and Tattoos podcast. Today, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to talk about this because it involves someone that is really special in my life. And they have a equal love for reading books to me. <laughs> Although they read so much faster than I do. Like I'm really jealous in in the fact that they can read a book in like a couple of days. It takes me forever. But I also don't just read the book. I like study it and I like make notes on sticky notes and then I go back and I like make an outline of all the points that I want to make content on things I want to like implement into my own coaching and my own life. And so it just takes me so much longer to get through a book. And I have a horrible habit of buying so many personal development books at the thrift stores because they're like two to five dollars, y'all. Like it's like 20, 15 to 20 something dollars for a book at the bookstore, but I can go to the thrift store and get like a whole armful of them for the same price. And it's a little bit of an addiction. My mom, when we packed up my office here in Oregon, um, I rented an office here last year for my marketing agency because I thought I would be spending more time in Oregon. And then I was like, what am I thinking? My life is on the beach. Like, why the hell would I want to live in Oregon when it's snowing? So I got out of that lease, but we packed up all my books. My mom today was like, okay, you've got to help carry those into the attic. And I know that I'm going to want to sit on the floor and read all the books and like won't get anything done because I'll be distracted like a little kid. But anyway, uh, so my friend has been trying to read me this book. We were supposed to sit down many times and they were going to read this book to me. Um, it's, it, but it's in Spanish. The reason they were going to read it to me is because... I can, I can read pretty good in Spanish, but that would be even more so for me to try to figure out the whole thing. It would take me like a year to get through that book. So I've been explaining it to me. And the gist of how they've been explaining it is the book is called Finding Your Vitamin Person. And I don't, I, this is just my summary of all the things that they've told me. And I'm matching it with my own experiences. But I really love this concept of the vitamin person. Because we often, like I use the term aligned partner. Because we all are so incredibly different that it's hard to be like, oh yeah, you need to find your like high value masculine man. Or you need to find your soulmate. Or you need to find your... Um, oh, I don't know, your equal or whatever, however people like, oh, your husband, you know? Uh, we use all these terms. But I just love this idea of a vitamin person because what do vitamins do for your body? Well, good vitamins. We'll talk about good vitamins, right? They like heal you. They nurture you. They give you energy. They support you spiritually and like mentally and physically. And they like help you be healthy, right? It's like a compliment to your your being. And it took me a while. Like they said, oh, the book's called Finding Your Vitamin Person. Like they said it like so many times and I just ignored it. And it was just recently, like in the last few days, I was thinking about the book and I was like, oh, the vitamin person, like that really is impactful. And so I wanted to give 
I think I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have eight things to look for when trying to find your vitamin person. So my, and I think I'm going to do this in reverse order of importance. (laughs) I think they're all equally important, but the very last one I'm going to share with you is my absolute favorite and it's my new all-time favorite and we'll talk about that here in a second. Okay, so number eight is genetics. Um, this is something I read about in, oh, I was reading about it in How to Find, no, oh my gosh, it's called like Chicken Soup for Your Soulmate. Oh my God, what was it called? It was like, or maybe it was Law of Attraction. Oh, I think it was the Law of Attraction uh, for Soulmates. I think that's what it was. That's the book. I read it back in 2019, so I'm sorry. I don't remember. But I remember this one story from it. And in that book, she was talking about how genetics can play a big role in the attraction because of things called pheromones. And so she had one client. um, The book was written by a dating counselor or a relationship counselor, like a marriage counselor and dating coach. That's how she... And so she's working with this married couple. They were like in their 40s. And she had married him. And she said that he always smelled bad to her. And he had tried changing his diet, changing his deodorant, changing his cologne, um, like taking so many showers throughout the day. And she just never wanted to be physically close to him because he always smelled bad to her. And... It ended, up, it ended up ending their relationship because she just never, you know, how can you have a relationship without closeness and touching and intimacy? And he went on to meet someone, a new person, that loved the way he smelled. And so she broke down the fact that our body chemistry, our genetics, the way we smell to other people, like we will all, all of us, no matter how clean we are, no matter how much perfume and whatever we smell, or we use, uh, there will always be someone we naturally smell bad to. And it is because their genetic coding is not compatible with ours. So they could be the most ideal, perfect match. But if your genetics aren't compatible, and it, some of it is for reproduction, um, I think a lot of it's for reproduction manners. Like, you know, they want you want to match and mate with people reproduce with people that are going to produce healthy and strong offspring so you know the smell is like a big part of that and we kind of dismiss it there's a guy in our the salsa school and my friend tracy is always like oh he smells so bad he smells so bad and i'll be like i don't think he smells bad but i think that guy over there smells bad because i mean in in the beach it's hot you go to a dance class you're moving around you all get so sweaty and it's interesting to see which guys she thinks smells bad and which guys I think smell bad. And she'll be like, oh, I don't even, that guy, I can barely dance with him. He smells so bad. I'm like, he doesn't smell like anything. And it really comes down to pheromones. And so that's something to think about when it comes to finding your vitamin person. Okay, number seven is, do they have things about them that are complementary to you that support the things that are important to you because we're going to talk about finding someone that you know has similar interests but there's also this manner of having complementary you know if you're like super 
um, I don't know. If you're super like energetic and crazy and your ideas are every every which way, if you're with someone else who's super crazy scattered ADD, it's actually going to be hard for you guys to have an organized life. But if you have someone that has a personality that is a little bit more mellow, can help you sort out your brain, that's going to be complimentary. That's number seven. Number six is finding someone that has good habits that are going to support you in the goals that you want to achieve. Because in the past, like I just had this conversation with someone and several friends actually because I'm staying at my mom's for this week and my mom has lived off of junk food her entire life. Like growing up, we had a whole cupboard of sugar cereals, like a like a huge cupboard. And I didn't realize that wasn't normal until I became an adult and started going and doing adult things. I don't even remember the last time I bought a box of cereal, but we lived on it on kids. Pop-Tarts, uh, toaster strudels, Eggo waffles. Like, we lived on all that stuff. And it was because my mom lives on all that stuff. And so when I come to her house this time, I, well, typically in the past when I come to her house, I struggle with staying eating clean because you walk in the kitchen and she's got a whole family pack box of Rice Krispie treats. She's got um, chocolates. She's got cookies, Oreo cookies. She's got like pretzels and oh, just all my favorite things, bags of chips. Like you go and you're like, okay, I'm just gonna have one cookie. And then you go out and you're like, oh, it was so good. I'm just going to have one more. And before you know it, you've eaten a whole row and you feel super guilty with yourself. So this time I told her, you've got to remove all the junk food from the house and put it in a box. And then when I leave, you can put it all back because I can't be around it. I don't have any self-control. And so in order for me to date some someone and be able to st- stick with my goals, I really need to look for someone that has healthy habits that can support me in the goals that I want to achieve. Make sense? Yeah? Okay. Number five is lifestyle. You, you want to look for someone that is either, is ideally living the lifestyle that you want to live or actively striving towards the lifestyle that you want to live. Because if you're dating someone who's just talking about it and they're in their 30s or their 40s, what is the likely, if they're just talking about not taking any steps towards it, what is the likelihood they'll actually start doing it? Because I tell you what, I've dated enough guys that I saw the potential in and they were talking a big game and then you're with them for like six months to a year and they haven't done a dang thing and you're like, where are you even leading us? Where's this relationship going? Like, I want to do something. I want to go somewhere. I want to make something happen. And you're just sitting here. And there's that has ended so many relationships for me, seeing potential in a guy and him not actively striving towards the life he wants to have. So it's really important to look for someone that wants similar lifestyle to you because that will energize you. And as a couple, you can really go out and chase what it is. And that will build so much intimacy and so much closeness and so much togetherness and so many memories chasing that lifestyle that you want to have. Uh, number three, the vision for the future. So when we talk about the divine feminine and the, the masculine, the masculine energy in the relationship is going to lead the relationship. So you want to look for a guy 
who is capable of talking about his vision for the future and you like his vision for the future. So number four is like he's actively going after that lifestyle and he's making steps towards it. And number three is that he's really got it mapped out. He knows where he wants to go. He's clear about it because there's so often we we start dating a guy and we ask him, we say, what what is your vision for the future? He's like, oh, I don't know. That actually happened to me recently. Um, my truck broke down and a friend came to sit with me because all these um, handyman mechanics were stopping by harassing me about my truck, pretty lady. Like, hey, pretty lady, like, I, I'm i not a real mechanic, but I work on my own vehicle. What seems to be the problem? Then they pulled a flashlight and they're tinkering with my truck. I'm like, stop touching it. I know it's wrong. Someone's coming. Leave me alone. So he came and sat with me and he just, his girlfriend of... Oh, six years just left him and his life is kind of falling apart. And I was like, okay, so where, what are you going to do? What do you want to do now? What's the plan? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. Everything just sucks. Woes me. And I was like, well, you're going to figure it out because otherwise you're just going to stay in it sucks land. And that's the thing, ladies. Like if you go on a date with a guy, if you're dating a guy and you, he, you're like, okay, so where are you going? Where's your life going? And he's like, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure it out. Blah, blah, blah. That guy is not going anywhere anytime soon. Maybe never. So, uh, fake a emergency and peace out of that one. Like, honestly, cause that guy is not even worth your time at all. And better yet, ask him, ask him before you go on the date and say, hey, like where, what do you see your future? What's the vision that you have? And your vision's not aligned with what you wanna do, like then he's not the guy for you. You don't, you're not gonna try to convince him otherwise because that wouldn't be fair to him and his dreams. But the masculine energy is gonna lead the relationship. And so when you get into that relationship, you better be dang sure that you wanna go where he's going. Because you're not, you can steer the ship a little, but like you guys have to be in agreement with where that direction's going. Okay, number two, similar values. You hear me talk about this so much. People will always, 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 always live in alignment with the things that they value the most. I bought the oh, Discover the Greatness Within um, CD set from Tony Robbins at a thrift store for $5. Oh my God, it's been amazing. It's like an eight disc set CDs. And my truck is old enough. When I'm here in Oregon, I like can play the CDs. And in the last one I was listening to, it said, um, people will always move towards things that they value the most. So if you're, if there's someone that says they value, um, eating healthy, but they, value in the pleasure of eating junk food more, what do you think is going to win? Because they probably associate eating, like living a healthy lifestyle to having to give up the junk food, which they deem to be more pleasurable. So be aware of that. This is why you want to make sure they're not only, they not only say the values, they know the values, they know the things that they enjoy the most and that they get the most pleasure from. Those are the things they're chasing but they're living in alignment with those things because you can tell a lot about the fears and the um, the things that make people uncomfortable from the things they're not doing just as much as the things they are doing. And values aren't just things like integrity, honesty, truth, learning. It's Values are the things people get the most pleasure out of. People always do things they get the more, most pleasure out of. Like, 
watching Netflix. If they go to work and they come home and they just didn't fill Netflix, but they say, oh, I want to go to the gym. I want to get healthy. I want to travel. But they're not doing any of that. It's because they value the comfort of watching Netflix after work every day versus the having to put a little bit more stress and pressure into trying to make other things happen. So you want to make sure you have similar values because otherwise those, like a vitamin person is someone that you like talk about things and their eyes light up too. And they're excited for the same things as you. And you say, oh, I love my freedom. Oh, I love freedom too. Oh, I love eating healthy. Oh, I love eating healthy too. Like, and they're living in alignment with that. And you guys like feed off each other and support each other. And lastly, this is my new number one. It's, it's kind of a tie between values and this, but similar energy. I've dated so many guys that were threatened by the energy that I have. And I always think of myself as like a bright light. Like, I just like to feel like, expand and share my light with the universe with the people around me but the problem is if other people dim their own light and and have fears and and keep themselves small they will feel threatened by someone who makes their light very big and then if we're in a relationship with them and they start tearing us down and covering us up and we have to like confine our light and make it smaller and smaller we are going to feel like we are literally dying inside um that happened in one of my last couple relationships like i felt like i was just dying inside because i had to like tone down my energy and my excitement and the things i was doing and the way i was talking and like everything because it was too much for them i was too much for them and then there's this whole like common theme saying that we've got going around it's like well if i'm too much for you find less And that's a little bit of a toxic way to look at it. But as women, we tend to feel like we're too much because the wounded masculine is always feeling so threatened by how powerful we are and how much energy we have. And there's so many guys out there now that are just like, they don't take care of themselves. They get overweight. They aren't exercising. They aren't working on their mind. They're like taking all these things personally. They're just all twisted up inside. And so then they meet someone amazing and wonderful like you that's working on themselves. They feel threatened. And so they are, they're attracted to it at first because they're like, whoa, look at that shiny object, that bright light. And then they have it. And then they're like, oh, I got to hide it. I got to cover it up. Like other guys are going to want this. Oh, I'm not worthy of this. Like all of their limiting beliefs set in and they start tearing you down to try to bring you down to their level and keep themselves safe. So you've got to look for someone that is shining their light just as bright as you, that has been working on themselves and they're expanding just as much as you because otherwise you're going to leave them behind or you're going to have to make yourself small, which is even more of a uh, travesty. Like you got to find someone with similar energy to you where when you see them and you're excited and they're excited for you. I can't tell me how many times I was in a relationship and I met up with that partner at the time and they would, I'd be like, oh, hey, how's it going? And they'd be like, oh, it's fine. You're like, hey, I had this thing happen. I'm really excited about it. And they're like, that's good for you. And you're like, but you're not excited for me? And then you have to like make make yourself small. And this is something we even have to do with our parents when we're kids. Like with my parents, I was always an excited kid. And they'd be like, oh, Keely, go sit down and be quiet. Like stop being too much. So we learn this like, oh, we're too much, too much. And then we get in partnerships and it feeds into that pattern. So the way to avoid this is look for someone that is just as energetic and as excited about life as you. Because then you can be excited about life together. And you guys can expand out together. And that's just oh, so incredible. So incredible. So again... 
We're looking for people. Your vitamin person is going to be someone that has similar energy, similar values, a vision for the future that you are all about, um, similar lifestyle goals, interests. Oh, I forgot interests. They have similar interests to you as well. Sorry, my numbers got all thrown off. But they also have similar interests, something you guys can do together. They have habits that are supporting where you want to go and your goals. They are complementary to you. And genetically, they are compatible. Those are the eight things. If you follow that, you are going to be able to find someone that adds so much to your life and helps boost you up in every way possible. Are you an ambitious and independent woman who's ready to start attracting your aligned masculine partner but have struggled with settling in the past? Join the free five-day workshop to start attracting him in less than 30 days by tapping into a hidden feminine superpower that you already have. Go to girlstopcrying.com to sign up.